0: Hello and hi everyone. I just wanted to say before we get started with today, um, a huge, huge thank you to everyone who has been supporting and listening and reviewing the podcast. It has meant so much to me. And some of the things that you guys have said have just absolutely made like my day or my week or like my month, quite frankly. So just, yeah, a huge, huge thank you to that. Um, and I have some really, really fun and exciting episodes coming up that I'm, I am I hope you guys will enjoy as well. Um, today's topic is going to be uh, something a little bit more personal for me. I mean, last episode was pretty personal too. But uh, this one is more just kind of like more my brain and more, I guess, how I am. And I do have a guest. So... Um it it's going to be it's going to be really really fun. Uh just a little disclaimer in the first part of the episode I uh say that I talked what we were talking about a little bit last time, but I really meant to say in the first episode and that is if you haven't already guessed it by the episode title yes today we're going to be talking about learning disabilities which is something that does affect my life quite a bit but not really in the way that most people would think um so yeah let's get right into it hi my name is kate luna and welcome to and what about it the podcast i made for me that i get to share with you Okay, today is super exciting because I have with me a very important person, my friend Sarah, and today we are going to be talking about something which I talked a little bit about last time, but I want to get more in depth with today, and that topic is learning disabilities. So, Sarah, say hello.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah. I am smiling uncontrollably right now. I wish everyone could see.
0: Okay. <sighs> so I I have dyslexia, but you have ADHD. Yes, I do. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you like when did you and um, okay, so a little bit of backstory. Sarah and I, we have been friends for six years. We went to high school together. um, And I actually knew you when you were being tested for ADHD. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was a time. That was a significant time in my life. (laughs) Um, Well, I guess, like, also like i guess to start off the whole the whole process was a little bit difficult because my family is a very like very stereotypical persian immigrant family and one of those stereotypes that applies unfortunately very much so is the fact that like they are not very openly accepting of their children having any sort of like mental you know I don't even want to say disability like any like me- I mean not there's anything wrong with the word word but you know what I mean like yeah. any sort of like me- whatever setback. so it was very difficult for my parents to accept the fact that I had a G in the first place um and it was something where the symptoms were like have been apparent since I was like as long as I can remember But um, it was never really discussed and it was always just kind of seen as like, oh, Sarah's being crazy. Sarah's being this, that, just my personality and not something that was actually a problem or something that was really setting me back.
0: Right. So how, like for people who maybe don't have a great understanding of what ADHD is, like how would you describe it?
1: Um. It's so ADHD kind of manifests itself differently in everyone um, in boys and girls and just in between like individual cases. I had a conversation with someone like a long, long time ago who also had ADHD and she said she described it in this one way and it has stuck with me since she said that it's like your mind is like on a treadmill and the treadmill is going really, really, really fast and your feet can't keep up with it. And like, if mm-hmm. I had to literally boil it down, like it would be like that. Like it's, it's just, I constantly feel like there's a million things in my mind that I right. can't grasp because there's so much going on and like my mouth can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with it. So because of that, a lot of like anxiety just comes along with ADHD, at least for me, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of- like oh god there's so much going on in my mind i like i don't know what to do i don't know how to take control of it so like even right now while we're having this conversation like i'm on medication like i'm on my medication right now um but there may still be times where i'm like rambling or i'm stopping or i may be even stuttering a little bit but that's just cuz because my mind is going like a mile a minute and i can't keep up with it
0: <laughs> so that's that's really interesting because for me i i definitely have a little bit of the same thing where like i will go on rambles or like i'll stutter or i'll just like stop but not but i don't experience like the treadmill thing for me it's just more so like like my mind the way that thoughts come into my head aren't linear yeah and yeah yeah it's like it's like it's not a linear thing that I experience like thoughts or words so I just get like a bunch of different things at once and I kind of just have to unscramble whatever's in my head as I'm saying it if that makes sense it's like yeah Um, yeah and
1: that's so it's like weird now because we're talking about in context of like our high school and stuff Mm -hmm. just when I think back to like those times now like being out of it and thinking back to like how different we are because of our learning disabilities the environment we were in like it's crazy yeah
0: and you know what's interesting is that I didn't even know that I was dyslexic all throughout high school I had no idea Really? Yeah, I had no idea. I, I only found out after I graduated. Like, once I was already in beauty school. That's when I found out. Oh, yeah, wait, I did know this, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know
1: this. You're about this in your last episode. Yeah. About
0: this. Um, and that was, like, it was, like, as soon as I found out that I was dyslexic, it was, like, everything made sense to me. It was, like, oh, of course. Like, of course this makes sense. Like, of course, like, this is something that I've always experienced. And it's so odd because I think... I know that you you got diagnosed in grade 11 but when I was in grade 10 I went to go and do a testing because I was really struggling in like math and science and uh we went to a very intense private school
1: yeah um, crazy place
0: yeah crazy place where the academics are super high and I was not performing at the level that they wanted me to um so I went to go and get tested and what basically what came back was that I have really good memory, but I have no I do not retain numbers at all. Um, mm-hmm. and I uh have really like just like bad placement, I, I'm not a good speller. It was like all it was all classic symptoms of dyslexia, but it wasn't explicitly told to me that it that's what that was. Um, but the, I remember the one thing that they took away from that was that I have extremely good memory. Like I, like I tested in like the 98th percentile of, yeah, of memory. It's so I, yeah, I can remember like conversations. I can remember like chapters of books, like what happens in every chapter. I can remember full poems. It's why I was so good at drama. I was so good at memorizing because I have such a good memory. Yeah.
1: I totally see that. You do actually have a very, very good memory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like literally opposite of me. Like I cannot remember something that happened two seconds ago. It's so embarrassing when I have conversations with people and they're speaking to me. And like, even if, especially if they don't know if I have ADHD, oh God. And they're speaking to me and I literally have to ask them what every five seconds. I swear I've met so many people who actually think I'm so rude and like, just don't care about them at all because when we speak, they're and five seconds later, I'm like, oh
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> um so with so does your medication does it like slow the treadmill down for you?
1: Um it's weird. So I've been on like a bunch of different medication. Um it's ADHD medication, is it's weird because it's not like other medications where like you have to consistently like an antidepressant, for example, you have mm-hmm. to like consistently take that in order to see effects. With ADHD medication, it's like you take it and an hour later it starts to kick in. And then eight my medication at least eight to nine hours after that, it wears off. So oh, wow. That's a long time. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. So basically for those eight to nine hours, you're like, I guess, I don't know, like normal. And I'm putting it in quotations marks, mm-hmm. quotation marks. I know you can see that, but for me, what the medication does is it kind of just Allows me to like sit down and do something that I don't want to do, if that makes sense. Right. Because okay. symptoms that I have with ADHD, which is like lesser known actually, is hyper focused. Right. So I am so easily distracted when I'm doing something that I'm like not interested in, which the I, I don't know, can I swear?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> shitty. You can fucking swear, girl, it's all good. <laughs>
1: Like the shitty reality of the matter is like 80% of things in my day-to-day life as an undergraduate student studying something that I'm not particularly interested in is like things that I'm not interested in. Right. Yeah. So, but on the flip side of that, if there is something that I like, I can literally focus on that and stay doing that like something I'm passionate about for hours Mm-hmm. And if I'm not on my medication, what I'll basically end up doing is I'll throw aside whatever school work or whatever task I have to do. Like yeah. even if it's the most mundane thing, like making my bed, and I will just like immediately start doing what I like, what right. I want to do. And I'll hyper focus yeah. on that. Or I'll just like bounce back and forth between a million things. So it kind of so it like controls that and it allows me to sit down and focus. I I say like a regular person again. Like I I hope you know what I mean when I say yeah, that. You it, know what I mean, right? Yeah. I know yeah. What I mean. It basically allows me to, like, function like a a regular person in that sense, but it also diminishes, like, the, what I call them, like, the everyday symptoms. Mm -hmm. So, like, certain things, like, if sometimes things will, like, overstimulate me a little bit, it'll kind of cool that down um things like the stuttering it'll cool that down just help keep my mind in track on one place less anxiety which apparently the medication is supposed to give you more anxiety but it gives me less so I don't know but right. yeah but then there's a lot of like also weird side effects with it too so like um can't sleep sometimes if you ta- if I take it too late if I take it past like 10 a.m I'm there's no chance I'm falling asleep till like way it, it's later 10
0: a.m or 10 p.m 10 a.m If you so, if you take it at like 11 a.m., then you won't sleep that night.
1: Oh, that's risky, isn't it? No, I I can sleep, I'll just fall asleep way later, or it'll be like melatonin central. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, (laughs) melatonin central. Take melatonin before I go to bed. Um, yeah, can't sleep. Um, also like appetite reduction. It's weird because, like, my body will have the physical symptoms of hunger, but, like, the thought of food will, like, literally gross me out. What? Um, Yeah, just, it's weird. Like, weird things like that, especially when you're first starting a new medication, it's just, like, your whole body is just in this weird, like, jittery, but I don't even know how to describe it, but anyone who's, like, been on the medication will know it is a weird thing. I don't understand why people take that for, like, a study drug. Like, it just... I would never take it if I didn't have. Did
0: to. you know that that's like a that's like a huge it's it's like an epidemic in the states is that people will just it's just like like ADHD drugs just get passed around like it's nothing. It's like crazy and it's honestly kind
1: of frustrating for me to see like in a weird way because it's like I okay I mean I get it like I I mean I don't know really if I would say I get it but like for me it's like okay I would actually be like like not failing out but I'd be doing absolutely terribly in school mm-hmm. if it wasn't mm-hmm. for my medication to be honest with you because I wouldn't I wouldn't sit down and be able to focus on anything like reading a textbook is the actual like it's impossible for me the to do the bane of existence yeah it's, it's, oh my god if I like if I didn't have medication or if I hadn't like spent so long like training my brain into doing it because yeah. that's an, it's not all Right, like a lot of it is also just like brain training. Mm -hmm. Um, at least for me, like I would not be able to read a textbook, so it's like this puts me at like an equal playing field, like all this work I've done to get to this equal playing field Mm -hmm. as like other students. Um, and then it's like, well, then people just like buy a bunch of, like, Adderall and, like, just, like, are, like, at super speed. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. I don't know if that's, like, a bad way of, like, looking at it, but it's just a little bit, like, you know what I mean?
0: No, I get it. It's it's also just, like, why, like, because I, I, I think about that and I'm like, okay, like, y- you're, let's say, in quotations, a normal student and you don't have any of these learning disabilities. And then you take something like Adderall and you're just going at super speed and you're just banging out all this, all these assignments, all your work. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, what happens when you get to like your real world job? Yeah. And like, are you going to take Adderall every day at your real world job just to be able to like sit down and focus and like, and like be able to come up with a project proposal?
1: That's very true. Actually. I mean, I don't know. It's like, I just, I get it. I get like, university can be very 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 stressful yeah and I guess the
0: appeal I just don't I just don't understand like why yeah like a long-term yeah thought process
1: yeah also just like in general like it's not something that I, I can imagine it's not something you can like sustain every day it's like there's a high price point to that yeah I get it without you, but like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I don't know but then again too like it's it's not really all medication. I don't know. Is there like medication for dyslexia? No, it's it. It's not I at all. I dyslexia.
0: I, I, yeah, I don't think so. I think because, um, because it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with just like focus or, um, well, a little bit with focus, but like, ah, uh, it, it it's not really where like you or you feel like your brain is really 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 fast and you need to slow down. It, it's it's not really any of those things. It's just like, it's like okay, you know when you. You know, when you read a word and you have to kind of like do a double take because you're yeah. like, oh, did that say like uh, dead or dread, you know, yeah. and then you have to go back and read it. It's like that, but all the time with everything that you're reading. Really? Yeah. So if I like and if, if I'm reading like really super small, fine print, mm-hmm. like the Bible, for example, you know how Bible is really thin paper and it's like super small print. Do you read the, the Bible frequently? <laughs> no i haven't read the bible recently but oh, no but i i read the bible like growing up because growing okay. up i would go to church and stuff right
1: was <laughs> like in her like at home during the pandemic flipping through the bible are you kidding me yeah
0: just i have one by my bedside table i read it every night you didn't know this oh, about me
1: <laughs>
0: um no but yeah but i remember growing up like i could never read any of the bible passages yeah. um because there's always just because there's also numbers all over the page and like or or like music for example like sheet music
1: mm. I
0: cannot read sheet music and it was like that for me growing up and I remember I uh we have a piano at home and when I was like maybe like five or six I won I tried learning the piano and I couldn't um it, like I, 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 could, I couldn't do it, and then we, you know, had to bring in a tutor and everything like that. And it just, I was never improving. Um, and I would just constantly get confused. I didn't know where to put my fingers. I didn't know what I was reading. I, and it just, like, still to this day, like, you just have no idea. I look at sheet music and just look. It just looks like squiggles. Like, I, I can't decipher what I'm seeing. Um, like my brain can't process that. And uh, and I remember actually, that's how do you um me my really good friend maddie like we became close friends because when we did in high school into the woods and i had no idea how to read music and yeah and i went up to her and i was like i have no idea how to read this you need to help me and then now we're friends um but yeah so it's just like things like that um and then also things like direction so i have no sense of direction I do not know the difference between right or left. Like I have to hold up my fingers to tell me all the time. Um and like north, east, west, south, like I I could be I could be like downtown Toronto staring <laughs> at, you know, like the CN Tower, and I would be like, I literally have no idea what direction that is. Really? So I'm
1: interested to know, because you're also a poet, right? Yeah. How does that how does your dyslexia kind of like play into your your writing because as a poet, you obviously write and read a lot?
0: Yes. that's affected that or So I, okay, I, I love reading and mm-hmm. I've always loved reading. Actually, when I was in kindergarten, I was reading like books that were way above my 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 level. And apparently like this is so this is a thing, but apparently, if you are gifted as a child, yeah and then you go through some sort of trauma or that gift like or that you know that that level of academia like isn't consistent throughout mm-hmm. your life um then you are very very quick to develop a learning disorder really which is very interesting yes because i was um like Very like I was very smart like when I was in like kindergarten and like I was reading books that you know were meant for like people in like grade like four or six, um like full like full fledged chapter books and shit like that and then, and then around, like yeah like grade I would say like grade six is when like my problems like grade four and six like that's when my problems with learning started, um, which is just very interesting to know but uh yeah so, I never used to like poetry did you know that I actually um in grade nine who was your grade nine English teacher do you remember
1: oh my god no I don't I'm
0: trying to think
1: I remember I remember I really liked all my English teachers I literally have no idea
0: I don't I don't remember I don't remember either but I remember do you remember there was an assignment in grade nine English where we had to do poetry and that was my first time ever doing poetry Wait, yes, I totally do remember this, yes. Yeah, and we had to come up with a, it was like a series of poems, and one of them had to do with metaphors. Yes, yeah, and, oh my God, they, I swear to God, those metaphors, we would like learn about that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. And at the time, I did not know what a metaphor was, I mean, I know what a metaphor is, but it's really hard for me to come up with a metaphor, yeah. or like explain a metaphor, like I don't know why, but, and at the time, I couldn't do it, so... So, I plagiarized a poem that I found, like, just like literally on Google. Oh, my
1: God. And, <laughs> and you got, called. I remember
0: this. Yeah. And I totally got called
1: out on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so upset. I totally, I remember I was having this conversation in grade nine.
0: Yeah. I I remember absolutely bawling my eyes out about that because I was like, fuck, like, I didn't realize that played. Like, and I remember they were like, sorry, we have to put this on your record. And I was like, please, no. God, <laughs> who would have thought, huh?
1: Who would I know. have thought, now here you are now, like <laughs> full-fledged poet, that's so crazy. It's crazy though, cause um, this gets me kind of thinking about the fact that I think just in our high school as well, we were often, and it just relates to topic at hand, like we were kind of placed into these boxes yeah. and we were taught a certain way, which as people with learning disabilities, the i guess like predominant way of teaching isn't always our best way of learning no and i think that you know that plays a role in in situations like that you know like for me in our class i want to go into the creative industry and i know you do too but for me in our class like i felt like i was in a certain box and i felt like the way that we were being taught wasn't really the way that i learned my best creatively Mm-hmm. And so because of that I just accepted for like a long portion of my life that I'm just that I'm just not an art person. I just can't do it and it's just not for me. I took art my yeah. whole life because I liked it and I was like no, it's just not my best class. It's not for me whatever. And then now getting out of that environment I'm like, "Oh, wait, this actually is for me. It just wasn't the way that it was being taught to me." Which is like no, no fault of really our school or any of the teachers because
0: mm-hmm. all
1: the teachers were amazing, but just kind of a fault of the educational system at large.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's definitely how I felt, like, even in, like, in English class, just, like, all throughout, you know, my high school years. Like, I I would always, I I was always fine, but there were certain things that, like, I did struggle with. Um, Yeah. But it wasn't until, like, I remember, like, in grade 12 and 11, that's when I really started to understand that I was good at, I was good at it. And but, yeah. and not just like essay writing, but like I was I'm really good at like deciphering and analyzing text. And I'm really good at writing. Um, and I didn't think that that was something that I was gonna be able to be good at. But what I figured out about myself and what some of my teachers and um like helped me figure out about how I write is basically like I am able to look at a sentence. And if it doesn't make sense, then I can reorganize it into a way that does make sense so that everybody will be able to, like, see, like, what the main subject is, what the emphasis is in that sense. I'm not good at grammar. I'm really bad at grammar. <laughs> well, but grammarly. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, grammarly. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not good at grammar because, uh, like, my brain will mess up grammar, but... I'm really I'm just really good at like being able to like put words together and I feel like poetry for me is literally like I don't want to be that bitch who's like I think in poetry like my thoughts are poems but um, mm-hmm. like I when when I when I look at something or when I think about something and, and I'll just like jot my my thoughts down mm-hmm. it, it it almost is like prose. Yeah, and, and I'm able to just put it together, and and poetry just kind of like allows me and my thoughts to like be free without kind of being like held constructively, if that makes sense.
1: I l- relate to that more than you know, like yeah. so much. It's, it's like for me, I only realized that I love just like that. I that I want to go into the arts and the creative industry mm-hmm. after I stop taking art. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I was able to do everything on my own free will. And I do so terribly with, like, deadlines and, like, structured yes. things yeah. in general. Oh, God. It's, like, so, and for me, like, my artistic expression is very emotional. Like comes very much so from the soul, I'll say. Um, and... And in art class, there was one, I guess, like the fear of judgment from others of my creations, which at the time I was not mature enough to know that other people's opinions don't matter. Um, But there was also all these like deadlines and rubrics and all these things. And I felt so pressured and I don't do well with deadlines. And I would just scrap something together because I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm stressed out. This is just, everything was just getting really overwhelming so i would just submit something like half ass and then i mm-hmm. just eventually boxed myself in as someone who just is just isn't good at it and then once i got out of high school and i started just doing my own creative projects on my free time um and just doing whatever i wanted because i wasn't showing them to anyone i was like wait i i like love this like this is mm-hmm. what I, I need to do with my life mm-hmm. and then i would hi- I, I would hyper hi- focus on that and i still am and it's still so hard for me to read a textbook when there's other cooler things for me to be doing there, like putting outfits together or something
0: yeah how do you feel like your adhd translates because you style outfits for photo shoots you're a stylist yes how do you feel like that trend like how do you feel like your adhd plays into that where does it translate
1: oh my god okay i love that question so i spent a lot of my life thinking that adhd was my biggest disadvantage and that it was gonna always set me back. And I feel like even as we are we've been having this conversation, that's been the tone in my voice, probably because of some unresolved issues I have. <laughs> but it was actually when I started when I started styling and really just embracing my career path, what I want to do in life, that I started to realize that it could actually be a really cool, really dope thing. Cause I like with ADHD, just look at the world differently. My brain, and it's the same thing with dyslexia, right? We just look at the world differently and we think differently. And when I'm styling, I, I, it helps me see things and I, I don't really know how to describe it, but I see things in a different way and I know that I see things in a different way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Partly because everyone else is like, oh, I never saw it like that. And I'm like, okay, well, here we are. Um, but also just because like my, I just see, I like, it's so weird. It's so hard to describe. I don't know if you find the same thing, but like, just, I'm trying to like, really just give me a second, get my thoughts together here and think about how much it's like, it's like, okay. So it's one, the way I approach, the way I approach putting an outfit together is different. Yeah. So, so instead of looking at it, I know a lot of stylists look at it in like or you know what I mean in like more of like a conventional way like what goes with this kind of like like very like almost like mathematically I do it very like what do I feel everything's mm-hmm. based on like feeling and just impulse mm-hmm. and generally that impulse works out I don't know where it comes from it's fits like some energy shit or what but it's all just with like impulse and like I think this I think that I think that and it moves very very fast and all just comes together right and it's all just on this inherent emotion and -hmm. it's the same thing with all my whether I'm like painting or styling or designing or whatever it is it all comes from this place of emotion versus Mm -hmm. a place of thinking about it more logically which can be a bad thing as well like you know a lot of the shit I do doesn't work out but that's all a part and the more I keep practicing it and the more I keep doing it um the more and more that like instinct and that impulse becomes kind of hits the mark
0: right okay yeah
1: it sounds really messy and really no it doesn't
0: it it doesn't sound messy or greasy no uh, it doesn't sound messy or greasy no because I think that that's like I think that all art comes from a place of emotion like if your art is coming from a place of intellect like is that I mean, I mean, like, sorry, that—that's the wrong way of putting it, because art, art also does come from from a place of intellect. But like, if, if you don't put any emotion into any art piece that you're creating, like, how is that? How is that going to move people? How is that going to, you know?
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think, I think, kind of part of the beauty of of art is the fact that different people approach it very differently, which is why mm-hmm. we end up with so many different styles and. Mm-hmm forms of it but yeah I'd say like in terms of the actual creative process my creative process is entirely emotional and impulsive entirely like you know as I said because of that sometimes the shit I do doesn't work out and it's very hard or I guess it was very hard for me not to get discouraged when like the first four rounds of just throwing something on paper or just throwing an outfit outfit together don't work or when what I had in my head doesn't work But then when it hits the fifth time or the however manyth time Mm -hmm. and it does work, you know, I just you just got to I just have to push through the initial like what the fuck is going on here and all the, you know, self-doubt. And then once I get there, it's like, yeah, but I just I can't approach it in a structured way. Like I can't I don't know why, but I can't look at like. To You know, I can't approach it. Like, I want this outfit to be, like, green. So I'm going to, like, combine these tones and, like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. I, I have to just do it and just get it out there and yeah. something will happen. Up.
0: Yeah, it's, like, an itch you have to scratch. And, like, if you don't scratch yeah. it, it's just, like, the most uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's weird. But I don't know. I think also, you know, like, the more, I guess, confidence I gain in myself and the more I do it, kind of, like, the more structured it gets but I don't know I try to I try to definitely take care with it though and like try to do things very like gracefully and calmly or else it gets a little too wild like I could actually just do crazy shit for like hours long well I mean
0: I remember (sighs) over the summer when we were planning for um that shoot that we did here at my farm and yeah. remember when we went to the dollar store and we were trying to find things and we went insane in that dollar store okay no, that because, was no wait no but no but the, the dollar store was was the last was the last minute because yeah. here wait i don't even because we didn't we hit like actually seven different stores trying to find fabric no, this story is the
1: epitome of being a stylist with extreme ADHD. So, okay. so Kate and I, I'm like, I have this idea and I'm like, okay, the shoe was very avant-garde mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, I have this idea and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wrap these models up, their arms and their legs, bless their sweet souls, with like, with like bandage fabric mm-hmm. um, and then like tie balloons to them and the whole concept of it was to style these models in everything other than clothes yeah. except for shoes And so we're going to like fabric store on fabric store on fabric store and there are all like every I- single fabric store in the west end yeah also there was also some external factors that resulted in us being yeah. late to the closing yeah. of the fabric store Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but- <Yeah. laughs> But, um, so eventually we're like, okay, fuck it. Dollarama it is. Like, we're going to find that Dollarama. I, could you not, like, oh, I bought so many. They didn't have any fabric. So I'm like, okay, fuck it. It's streamer time. We're going to wrap them up in streamers. the streamers. Yeah. So we tried the streamers. It didn't work. And then because they like, couldn't we walk. Were... We didn't yeah. think about that. They couldn't walk. walk. They couldn't walk, which I mean, like, just, I don't see, I look back on these things and I'm like, what on earth was I thinking? Like, how did I think that these models were going to be able to walk? And like, Margella tabbies, the three-inchers too, the high-yield ones, <laughs> it's it's like it's not going to work out, honey. Um, and then eventually we get there and then we're all on set and it doesn't work out. But actually then we put together, or I put together some really dope outfits and the whole thing actually looks super sick. So yeah in the end see it worked out in the end it was shitty when we were in the in the pool house being like oh my fucking god what the hell am i gonna do but it worked out really cool in the end
0: yeah it did it did work out really, really cool um okay so do you think that at some point you are going to start like designing your own clothes or are you do you do that now like do you sew or anything like i don't even know this about you do you sew?
1: Yeah. So I do. So I do a lot I'm of like RuPaul I do all of Nepal's Drag Race. I'm like, so do and do you sew? <laughs> I do. So yeah, I don't, I don't actually sew as much as I'd like to. Um, I do, I do have like my little design sketchbook, mm-hmm. um, that I do designs in, but lately I've kind of actually interesting because it also goes this whole topic at hand, but, um, I've been thinking lately about like being wanting to be I've been wanting to be a fashion designer um and I've been thinking about that and how I think I've spent a lot of my time really like defining myself as a creative as a creative in fashion if that makes sense and lately I've been thinking about the fact that I don't just need to box myself into like a I want to be a fashion designer category. No. And so I've been experimenting a lot with like, I've been doing a lot of like product design lately, which has been really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I've been really into interior design and I've mm-hmm. just kind of been letting myself mm-hmm. let go and do a lot of painting and a lot of just other types of creative work and an attempt to kind of like pull myself out of this box I have put myself in, yeah. which is not to be a fashion designer, therefore all your creative energy should go towards fashion where that doesn't necessarily have to be the case yeah but I do do a lot of design and like a lot of fashion design primarily obviously because that's my main interest
0: yeah I feel like I'm also kind of going through the same thing I feel like kind of the lockdown kind of brought that out of me it was like okay well you love makeup but like what else do you love and I love poetry and I love um, painting as well uh, yeah and I think I think yeah no, I I totally agree with you I, I don't think that creatives should just be able to box themselves into one thing because then you just limit yourself and especially exactly. with social media too like I feel like social media fucking sucks bro but like as yeah. even with like Instagram and stuff like that it's like oh like if you like okay I found that I was this is gonna sound so superficial but I was gaining a lot of followers and it was like just pictures of my makeup and then yeah. now recently that I have not been posting just pictures of my makeup and I am posting about my other interests, I've actually been losing a lot of followers. And it's, like, from people in the industry. And it's just, like, okay, well, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like, we've been boxed in to a little segment of society for a very, very, very long time in our lives. And yeah. I feel like this is just we put on ourselves, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're so used to being placed in boxes, like in high school, out of high school, wherever it is, even just like as a person with ADHD or a person with dyslexia, mm-hmm. we're putting these boxes and I feel like we kind of put that on ourselves. We absorb that and we're like, okay, well, you, like you as a makeup artist, it's like, I'm a makeup artist, so this is what I am. And other people do that too, right? But mm-hmm. we don't have to be, we can be whatever we want. Like we're just...
0: We're yeah. just creative stuff's just what we are. <laughs> yeah, Havergal definitely, yeah. for sure, puts their students into a box. Yeah. Oh, are that they left? don't mean to create that they they do, and they don't they do not mean to create that box, but it a thousand percent happens. Yeah, that's a thing. I feel like yeah,
1: it's definitely a lot of like those those I guess issues like just systemic issues with mm-hmm. our high school stuff was not really a lot of a fault of like the high school or its administration as much as just like the culture that was there you know what I mean the culture that was there really I think like put people into like a category and Mm -hmm. I mean I mean I can say like I really absorbed that category and I was like okay this is who I am and I accepted it and then I got out of it that's and I was like, "Oh fuck. Like this is not who I am. Like what's going on? I gotta be crisis mode on." <laughs> um but yeah, we don't, I don't know, it's weird. We don't have to put labels on ourselves, I think. And I think that doing that yeah, limits us. It yeah. keeps from like, you know, exploring things that we want to explore and just like reaching our full potential. Mm-hmm. Same thing even with ADHD and, like, d- like dyslexia, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. just because I have ADHD, like, doesn't mean that I can't – that I can't focus on anything or that I'm always going to be messy and always going to be crazy and organized or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And just because you have – say, like, look at you. You're a fucking poet, man. That's dope. And you have <laughs> dyslexia. Like, you're, like, literally, like, breaking out of that box as it is. I'm I a poet who can't is, like, read
0: a map. <laughs> Yeah, and you're a queen because of it, and I love you because of it. <laughs> oh my god, Literally. I have so many memories of like my dad always used to take us on road trips when we were kids, and uh, like just we would always like we'd always drive down to Florida, and we would take a different road to get to Florida like every time we went once a year, and sometimes we would get lost, and my dad would be driving, and he'd be like, "Okay, Kate, can you pull the map out of the glove box and like try and figure out where we are?" And I would never be able to read it. It would just really. It, was, it just looked like color. Like it didn't even like I couldn't even like read any of the words and the numbers. It was just one big blob of color.
1: So you know what's crazy actually, which it's like kind of the first time that I mean I I don't really want to say notice, but like something I remember something really interesting happened a little while ago is when we went shopping, mm-hmm. um, and we went to Reformation, and I bought yes. those jeans. So the oh, Reformation. Yeah, and I was like, do you like with the like, the yeah. Yeah. Those ones and you were like they're they're like they're white jeans they have like a newspaper newspaper print on them but I remember you what did you say? You were like these are I don't remember. I don't know but I remember it was it, it had something to do with dyslexia and you were like they're just like like they're too much for me or something like cuz oh, like I, 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 like it's like a law for me to bang.
0: Yeah, I I I remember like okay so um it's it's like this. Okay, so you know the um the Spider-Man movie, Into the Spider-Verse. Do you remember that movie? I've that never movie? seen that movie. Okay, well you don't have to have seen it, but because <laughs> I I couldn't watch it because um because the movie is it's an animation, but it's like uh it's like for the people who have seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's like everything's moving all the time, like n- even if it's an animation, like it's it's supposed to be like a comic book, so like everything kind of comes alive, like nothing. Is ever not moving. So yeah. everything is kind of like vibrating. And like that movie. Even watching the trailer for that movie. Gave me a headache. Because oh. it was so much happening at once. That my brain couldn't process what I was looking at. Really? Yeah. So it just. It, it's confusing to me. And then I don't know what the shapes are. Or anything like that. Um, and it's like those pants from Reformation. That was like that for me. Is that there was so much going on. And there wasn't really, like, any, um, there wasn't any definition to what I was looking at, that it just kind of all melded together into one thing. And it, and I was like, I know that I'm supposed to be looking at a face, but that's not what it looks like. And it's, like, it's, like, confusing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so very interesting that you say that, because that's, like, kind of very similar to what I mean when I say that there's my mind on a treadmill type thing. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a million things that like I know kind of I should be saying or that I'm thinking and that it should be coming out of my mouth, but like nothing really comes out. It's crazy, man. It is crazy. Learning disabilities yeah. are fun. They are. They are. If you can, if you can get past it, yeah, it's, they're actually fun. It's cool when you learn how to embrace it. You know, like when you when you look at it, like okay, this is something that I have. It's something that I'm going to deal mm-hmm. with and it's something that I'm going to take advantage of and embrace and not be ashamed of. It can be dope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And on that note, I think that that is a beautiful message to send our readers off with. Or I just said readers. Oh, my God. No, if you're listeners, I guess. Mm-hmm. My. I'm with Yeah. I think, yeah. So thank you, Sarah, for... Oh, God for, for having this conversation with me. This has been amazing. Um yeah, but I I totally agree with you. I think that if you listen to this and you have a learning disability that doesn't have to be ADHD or dyslexia, it can be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I uh, coming from us too. Embrace it, baby. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah, don't be ashamed. You're awesome. Yeah, there's nothing there's literally nothing wrong with learning differently and in any way it it, it just like just because something is the way that we've we've done it for however long and when I say that I mean school and um specific types of learning like doesn't always mean that it's going to work forever and I think that schools are starting to take notice of that too for sure
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah it's a
1: it's a long way till we we till we reach truly equitable learning but we'll get there yeah yeah
0: I hope so. I have faith. I'm gonna stick with that <laughs> in our lifetime. Cross our fingers, you know. Yeah, really. Um. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for taking the time to speak with me about this. You are amazing, and I love you very much. And I love you more. I hope that you're having a good time in our favorite city in the world, which is London, Ontario.
1: Ooh, don't expose me. I don't live here. I don't know. I don't live here. <laughs>
0: okay I love that girl she is so amazing uh I'm sorry that the audio was a little bit shaky oh what is happening oh god okay geez sorry about that I really have to turn my phone on do not disturb when I'm recording um I don't even remember what I was saying. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that the audio was so shaky. Um, that was my first time doing it over Skype, like, doing the interview over Skype. And I was having some trouble with the with the audio. Like, it, it wouldn't download immediately at first, and I was freaking out because, you know, we obviously talked for, like, over an hour. Um, and it was such a good conversation. Like, it, it would just feel forced if I had to do it again. Um, and... Yeah, and then I was, like, having trouble. I had to, like, put it on Anchor and then take it off Anchor uh, and just, like, a whole bunch of stuff. So, anyways, I'm glad that uh, I didn't have to record it again and I'm glad that it's here now. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I hope you guys liked this episode. I mean, this is – I'm super open about talking about, like, my dyslexia and stuff like that. But I know that for some people it can be, like, really extremely hard to – validate uh, a learning disability for themselves like okay for example I I need to wear glasses to see things from a distance but I didn't know this until I was in the 10th grade because I just thought that my vision was like how everyone saw things like I did not realize that like I couldn't see very well and I feel like it's kind of the same thing with some people who have learning disabilities it's like it's like, oh, no, but, like, everybody computes like this. Like, everybody works like this. And it's, you know, sometimes it's worth taking a step back and being like, huh, but do they really? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go on a rant again, and I don't want to do that because this is already a kind of a long episode. Um, thank you so much for listening, if you listened the whole way through. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram, and you can leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate that. Um, and share the podcast if you liked it, if you thought that it was interesting, and I will see you in my next episode.